Welcome in to a Super Bowl Sunday edition of Neutral Zone. Big shout out here to Jake Miller coming in, getting us up off the ground. Bob Baskerville over here, co-host of your what do you what do you call in the morning show? Uh, the Fan Run Morning Show. Fan Run Morning Pretty Show. Pretty creative. It is. Hey, lots. It is of, what it is. That's what we say. I I love it. I've uh, I've been. Uh, been been able to catch bits and pieces of it, um, and uh, yeah, definitely a lot of uh, very very wide net. A lot of sports, not just all UT, but pretty much uh, NFL. You get a lot of stuff. Y'all had some trade deadline stuff the other day, and uh, fantastic. Tune in seven. I'm trying to convince him to get get going at six a.m. for for the early go- goers. Hell no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not no, no but no. hell no. no. <laughs> Uh, I'd be I'd be doing something else. I'm working at uh, you know uh, Scooter's Coffee or something. Yeah, that was the option. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Welcome in, guys. We really, really appreciate you listening and supporting Fan Run Radio. We're here in the White Claw Studios and pick you up some White Claw. I'm sure it'd be a great, great uh, compliment to all those uh, finger foods, all the wings, the pizzas, whatever it is uh, when you. And if you want to jump in, and when you do call us, and um, if you want to drop your your go-to food must-have uh, for your Super Bowl gathering, feel free to. And you can do that at 865-546-8200. 865-546-8200. Uh, big shout-out to Fleet Tire. Making it possible here in this first hour, 111 East Woodland Avenue, Fleet Tire, your tire headquarters we uh, we will have some updates on some new rebates uh, from some of their major brands like Uniroyal, BF Goodrich, and uh, they will have uh, they're having some coming up that I was hoping I could give you today, but I don't believe those were made available. But we will have those here in the very near future if you're looking for some new tires and get a get a, who doesn't like getting a little bit of money back in their pockets when they have to buy those tires. So they're not cheap, you know. Tires are or uh they're uh they're pricey i just had to get four for my son's car and it's uh it's it's amazing about uh 300 up over the last 18 months so uh but anyways they're gonna be they're gonna take great care of you fleet tire 111 east woodland avenue check them out hey uh so good morning guys i've got jake back here jake appreciate you uh coming in and uh, getting us up off the ground and running how are you man Hey, living the dream, just got everything, uh, starting to prep some food for this afternoon, Woo. having a big party over over at the whole place, and nice. uh, going to fire up the smoker, got some wings, some thighs, some nice thick thighs, going to throw well, on the smoker. Yeah. I thought maybe I, I thought maybe you are more of a thigh guy, I didn't know, I uh, mean. Yeah, I heard you talking about that during the week, you huh. sounded like maybe you could be uh, on the roster at Arkansas for the basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much talk about the thighs there, man. Yeah, was, uh, but it was, yeah, that does sound like a good rotation, though. Wow, yeah, doing, yeah. That, doing that, some dips, and uh, probably I don't know, might throw a little something special in there. Nice, there you go. Nice. Uh, you know, a surprise on Super Bowl Sunday is always in store. I mean, you, you're going to have Usher with a halftime show. Uh, you know, probably Lil John. You know, someone's going to pop in unexpected. Uh, 
I'd say someone, at least one, maybe two. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Bob will uh, his halftime uh, his halftime uh, festivities will be uh, even <laughs> heightened, but uh, with the appearance of maybe a pit bull. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, count me out if that count, happens. Count me out. That's yeah. when you flip it to the uh, puppy bowl or whatever. Isn't uh, Reba? Reba's doing the national anthem. I, yeah, and I just man, I look. I I'm I love old school country. Yeah. I just and she's funny. She's really good at hosting Academy Awards, all this, whatever. I just can't get past her voice. I cannot. I can't. And I'm old school. I love some old school country. I cannot do that. Is nails on a chalkboard to me? <laughs> and it'll be interesting because there's prop bets too. Uh, uh, apparently, that she will have the shortest in the history of the well now be fifty eight uh, Super Bowls. <laughs> She'll have uh, the shortest ever. Uh, I think the prop opened at like a minute forty, and it's already down to like a minute thirty two or something. Uh, she's never sang one longer than eighty three seconds. That's the longest one that she's done. Okay, so they put the over under at one thirty. I think. Okay, so it's at one thirty. All right, all right. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I could just, you know, maybe she throws a few little twangs in there. <laughs> I don't know to to get to that. But anyways, more about that. We listen. We will we will break down some props. Certainly some prop bets I like. There's three or four that I really really like. And uh, you know, as far as the side, we'll 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 chew on that as well. It's it's still hard to believe that San Fran opened as a favorite. Um, maybe they know something about. The two offensive linemen, one being uh, Trey Smith, there's some. There's obviously a lot of concerns with uh, Kansas City's offensive line, and uh, this is not a defensive line that you want to be banged up and going into. And uh, so we'll see. But they still have 15. 15 is. I mean, guys, he's. I think right now, even if you put the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks all time, he's right there. He may not be on everyone's, but he's he's certainly my my consideration of being right there on. I mean, what he's done this year with lack of wide receiver play is uh, is phenomenal. But uh, Bob, good morning to you. Let's um let's let's break out some uh, well maybe some positive things if there was anything positive. Really nothing to bring out of that game last night from a positivity standpoint, other than this is happening. All across the country, uh, you hate to see you come out that flat, but man, they just uh, they got outworked. We that's not a shock with uh, you know Mississippi State being the uh, certainly being the uh, the top offensive rebounding team in the country, and they got after it. I, the thing that got me was I and I had not seen a Buzz Williams team look that good with motion offense, and that that really took away from. Uh, they knew that we were were very help help defense oriented, and I, that motion really really uh, confused us. And they got a lot of open looks and knocked them down. That certainly helps. You get the crowd, and then they're arguably you know we're not tough enough. I I, I I'm, I'm I'm ashamed to say it, you know, but I just feel like offensive on the on the boards. That's my thing that that I fear in the tournament is when we don't bring it intensity. We get eat up on the board, so we'll we'll see. Hopefully, this is just kind of a you know, just one little passing. This is the last 
bad game that we have, but uh, it's February, and I think it's a lot of people are already kind of flipping that concern switch, like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I look, I, I think – I don't think any of us would say that we were shocked to see that coming. Maybe the maybe the deficit, the final score yeah. was one thing, but uh, we talked about during the week, too, that uh, A&M – this wasn't a must-win game for them, but it was pretty damn important. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a, likely a bubble team. Um, yep. Now they've probably locked up a little more uh, solidified position in the tournament. They've been kind of projecting as around a 10 seed. Um, and and we have to remember, too, that they were, at least by my recollection, at you know, preseason, I think they were, they were voted by some to win the SEC or second place. I mean, they were, yeah. they were highly regarded, partly because of the guard play. Yeah, um, and I think we we saw the guards show out last night. I mean, Wade Taylor, we we knew mm. about him. Tyrese Radford's good player, fifty two points between those two guys, mm. a dozen assists. Felt like they hit a hundred threes. They really didn't. They hit about you know seven or eight between them. But you know, I think Wade Taylor was you know five for six from three point range at the early part of the game. They yep. they're um, they're. They were just a good team. The the other thing that um, we caught them on their best night, probably the the thing that Jimmy Dykes was saying was that he expected Tennessee to push the pace. Honestly, as I watched the game continue to unfold, this might have been the game where Tennessee might have might not have hurt to slow it down because pushing the pace kind of played into the the game plan that A and M threw out there. Yeah, and it's the same thing that happened with South Carolina. And what I mean by that is they're putting a lot of putting a lot of emphasis on hitting some three-pointers. If you don't hit those threes, it's a different kind of game, but they were falling and so mm-hmm. you you know, it allowed Tennessee to dig a hole pretty pretty early. Yeah. Uh you talked about the rebounds. Yeah, A&M's number 1 in the country. We had coach Polinski on on Thursday and he talked about that. That worried him, namely off the heels of that LSU game where we got crushed on the offensive boards. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he was like A&M's the best in the country at it, so we've really got to tighten up there. Well, they didn't. This uh Anderson Garcia kid looked like uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I mean, Whew. 17 boards, 9 offensive, which is yeah. how many Tennessee had as a team, as a team for yeah. the whole game. Um, they just, man, they played, they played really well and it, you know, hostile environment. You knew yeah. that was going to happen. Yep. Another thing Polinski said, Tennessee gets the best from the fan base and everything else that they're opposing each, each mm-hmm. game now when they go on the road. So yeah, it, it's very, very disappointing, obviously, because a, a one seed was all of a sudden in sight. And one of the things we talked about was we we're going to be watching closely last night between Tennessee's game with AM and the other team that seems to be in the conversation for a Arizona? one. Yeah, Arizona yeah. going against Colorado. Arizona took care of their business. They ran Colorado off the floor. Um, that was a little surprising. Surprised uh, me. Tad Bowles' teams in Boulder have been right. phenomenal. Right. So um, so now, you know, we, we take a breath and – you know, got to go take care of business now because yeah. the one thing I will say is just all you have to do is go back to last year. And I know it's not a fair comparison because the team I'm about to refer to won the national championship. Tennessee hasn't even gotten to a final four. I get that. In the month of January last year, Connecticut was three and five in that month. I remember them having a little rough stretch. Lost five games. Yeah. Lost five games. Lost to Marquette twice. Um, they ended up with eight eight losses in the regular season. So what I'm saying here is, again, is this 
I, I'm as disappointed as anybody about last night, but the whole notion with college basketball, and you guys weigh in on it too, you know, Brad, Jake, either one of you, you've, you've got to pick yourself up and move on. It's not like football. One, one loss like this doesn't crush your exactly. season. It doesn't. Um, you know, again, we just have to look to last year and see the national champions had eight losses. Um, there, this is still a season that can be uh, productive and good. Just think about how we were talking 48 hours ago after, you know, Tennessee beat Kentucky up at Rupp and beat them handily, yeah. took care of business against LSU. Yes, I know LSU cut the game to double digits. That game was never in doubt. No, it was never, never in doubt. Yeah. Um, or single digits. But um, I just think there's a lot to be disappointed about, but man, don't start mailing in that the season's over and yeah. all this other stuff. I, I just don't buy that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you can't just with the one game. Um, again, all the scenarios. I, I, again, I was telling people watching, and I was like, I didn't see this type of, you know, beatdown. But I first of all, I never wager on or against Tennessee. I just I never do because it's just it's like an automatic jinx, and I don't want to be you know pulling for another team. I've never. I'm mean, always going to pull for UT. Um, but. Everything was lined up. The number one seed talk uh, on the one line talk, and oh by the way, now I will say one other thing that I have heard is, and I don't know if it had anything to do with Tennessee's lack of energy and just their body language last night. It didn't even look like they ever responded. Like Connect and Barnes are kind of going at it, and hey, you know he he he's pushing, trying to push push the buttons, get them, get them going. But I wonder, um, and I don't know, I, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but I, I wonder if <clears throat> the more and more uh, with these really grinded out, grinding type practices that he keeps pushing. And I know people are going to say, hey, look, these guys are some of the most conditioned athletes, you know, all over the face of the earth. And that is true. But listen, they have lives outside of basketball too. They want to be able to go out and do things with friends. And, um, and I just, and I, and I go back and I look at some of these minutes. Now I'm not saying throw in the towel last night cause it was 12, you know, but I, I think when it, once it got to like three minutes, I think once I looked and it's three minutes and 18 seconds and I'm looking over there and still, you know, Ziegler who wound up with, 40 minutes I just that those are my little concerns because of the track record of of minutes accumulated with some of these guys and and it wouldn't even be that big a deal if you know if those minutes are starting to pile up late in the year but very little development with you know some of this at some of the at the guard position specifically I just look at that and I'm like man and you know I know I know uh, uh, Connect. He's a freak, and he's going to be, you know, arguably a top ten, top twelve NBA pick. But I wonder how much with his body will he? Is he going to be broken down a little bit come March? Um, it's just a concern, I, I, and I'm just basing it off. I, I remember the great Al Brown on a local show here, and he was talking about that's a that's a big concern. And he says I watched a lot of great coaches. Now, I give you an example, and I've, I've thrown this. I think I threw this out. I think last year, this time last year, we were talking about it. Gene Cady and how he used to work 
and grind, you know, his kids through the week. And man, let me you you look at some of those matchups that they've had. You know, when you got to go to East Lansing and then turn around and play a Wisconsin at home. That's that's sort of the grind that what Tennessee just went through with that three game stretch. And then and, and, and you're talking about that game last night. You know, people are going. I, I mean, I was sitting with people that are like. Man, I can't believe this. They're not even – first of all, rankings are really it's skewed. Uh, when you when you really study the basketball and you look at, like, Ken Palm rankings and you look at – do you realize that this is the number one offensive rebounding team in the country? And, like, to Bob's point, that, that kid will get drafted just on his ability to, to rebound. And – NBA teams will go after that. Plus, he's he's tall. He's athletic. There's you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of upside with a with a kid like that. My point being, and I and I will say this, and I'm not I'm not just going to be all negative about it. I, I I think one positive, and I'd say coming out of it, is that Barnes started working those refs even at the end of the game, and I love the fact that he called a timeout. Yeah. Right there, really, you know, and, the, and the, he probably got booed by A and M fans, but he planted that seed for you know whether it's Pat Adams or whoever that comes in here when we play them in two weeks, and that kid, the Garcia kid, you know, there were a couple. Of, obviously, he just he was just playing man, you know, with kids on a couple of them rebounds, but there was arguably, you know, you could say, wow, he really got away with just pushing Viscovi down. For position there and it's it's different if it's subtle it's kind of like in soccer when you know when you you, you know you always said that in soccer is if a shoulder you can use shoulder charge leverage as long as the arm doesn't come up same thing with offensive linemen if you get the hands up in and they start to turn and you're still holding they'll let you hold up in here but when the, the elbows get outside um it's more noticeable unless you're kansas city chief offensive lineman um, but my point being is that there's there's little concerns like that. I just worry that Ziegler coming off a little over a year, and man, I just feel like we're wearing him with three minutes and twelve seconds or three sixteen, and we're down fourteen. Empty the bench. Get those guys. Yeah, get them over there and let them let them see this and experience it, and, and give some of them other guys more than anything just to. Sort of not wear your guy's legs out. I, 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 and that's been a concern in March. I don't care what anybody says. I, I've watched it, and there's a reason why Lamonte Turner flipped flipped his you-know-what and, and lost it on, uh, on coach and had to be separated. And then you had the whole deal there where it, it, it trickled down to uh, Admiral Schofield not wanting to go back in the game and just kind of, you know, in, that, in, in the game before we played Purdue. I can't remember the team, but it was when we went to overtime – and it was a, a team that had no business in. It was even, I, it was Iowa. Yeah, it was Iowa. Oh, oh the Iowa. Okay, yeah, yeah, Iowa game. My bad. Um, yeah, so that happened. I know that happened just based on someone that I talked to. So I'm not here to pile on that. I hope these minutes don't come back. I'm not saying, hey, save this receipt. I told you so. I, it's just a concern that I have. Hey, G.I. Jake, yeah, I was going to say, I want to get your take because I saw you were posting some thoughts last night too. Sure. What do you think? Well, I mean, one of the things that you look at last night, I mean, Zakai Ziegler, and as I've said all week and really throughout this entire season, you know, this team's going to go as Zakai goes. And, you know, last night at one point through the second half, this is before there should have been a tech for hanging on the rim, 
and then another tech for Buzz Williams basically running out to the logo. Yeah. Like, what are we what doing? What was there? that? I yeah. have no idea. That was absolutely ridiculous. But when you follow trends, you know, with this basketball team, there is an upside to that. You know, the way I portrayed it last night, it's pretty negative. So in the month of February, take a look at last year. Tennessee, I think we were number two in the country going into the month of February. And then you start dropping games that you shouldn't lose. You drop games to Florida. You drop games to Vandy and Missouri. But then you look at the 2019 team, which those two teams were compared as, like, which team's better? You know, is this the greatest team ever or is this the greatest team ever under Barnes? The 2019 team did the same thing, which they lost some games in February, which resulted in us not winning the SEC regular season title. Now, this year, I'm not saying that we're going to completely fall apart in the month of February. I don't think anybody's really thinking that's going to happen. But the thing that both of those teams did, they at least made it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, Both of those teams at least made it to the Sweet 16. Now, you had the opposite effect when Kennedy Chandler was here. So, Kennedy and that team, they started off slow in conference play in the month of January, but then turned it on in the second half of conference play and ultimately ended up winning the SEC championship in uh, Nashville. Or no, we were in Tampa. Yeah, that that's year. right. That's we were right. in Tampa for that one. But, you know, those are just a couple of trends that I noticed, you know, just watching this team over the past few years. I'm like, you know, they did the same thing a couple of years ago. They did the exact same thing here. And it's happening again. Now, if we can turn it on again, maybe you can make that run. You know, because the one thing that Tennessee fans have wanted forever, we just want to make a Final Four. We're not even asking for a championship. Right. Just make it to the Final Four. And I'll ruin my credit along with about 50,000 other Tennessee fans to go watch it happen. <laughs> go watch it, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, hopefully the bet's hit that we're going to make later on today. But, um, you know, those are just a couple of things I noticed from last night. Just uncharacteristic offense from this yeah. team was another thing. I mean, we only had three guys at one point. And when I say three guys, two of those guys only shot two shots apiece. And Jonas Adu was the only other one. Everyone else was shooting well below 50%. Yeah, and I, I'd say when we come back from a break, I'd love to spend a, just a few more minutes and talk about that rotations. Again, the fact that there was an opportunity, in my opinion, to, you know, as much as we don't like to say it, but slow the slow the game down a little yeah. instead mm-hmm. of try to – tried to outrun them and and it felt like we just dug ourselves deeper when when that was happening because they kept hitting shots we weren't making shots it was a it was a tough game but um but yeah we should, we should probably hit a break but that's uh there's still a lot to talk about and then there's a lot to talk about in the SEC too there's uh some things taking shape there too yeah no question uh we'll uh, we'll break down that uh the rest of the SEC the rest of the college basketball landscape Plenty more to get to. Uh, Big day in SEC hoops yesterday. Come on back for some more Neutral Zone right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com Get the best for your team delivered right and on time So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today 
Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve. From routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments, we've got you covered. Say goodbye to dental worries and hello to a confident, radiant smile. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your appointment today and unlock the power of your smile. Call 865-539-1776 to schedule your appointment today or just visit KnoxvilleSmiles.com. I was afraid to cut the cord, but once I did, I couldn't believe it took so long to do it. Paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit. I either wasn't getting what I wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late. Plus, the prices just kept going up. Thankfully, I discovered a new way to watch called Philo. For just $25 a month, I can catch all my favorite shows on networks like BET, MTV, and TLC. It even has Nickelodeon for my kids. I can watch anytime I want, anywhere I want. Plus, Philo lets me have up to three streams at once, so everyone can watch what they want at the same time. Throw in the unlimited DVR that saves all my favorites for up to a year, and this really is the best deal in TV. I just wish I hadn't waited so long. Sound too good to be true? Well, try it out for yourself, and you'll see why people who love TV love Philo. Go to philo.tv, that's P-H-I-L-O.tv, and start your seven-day free trial now. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Zach Brown, Mr. Worldwide, this is how you change the world. Let's ride. Get lost with me tonight. Cruise slow motion, chase the sun as we burn one down. Oh, God, man. I mean, seriously, we just talked about a really painful loss last night. And this is what we follow up with. <laughs> oh, nothing's going to stop us now. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I think I gotta go. I'm out of here. God, I. Oh Oh my goodness, so gross. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, moving on from uh, what. uh, As far as the uh, the upcoming schedule, um, looking at uh, looking at the uh, remaining games, what you see. Uh, Arkansas now, obviously, that's at Arkansas. Then we get Candy back here. Hey, Vanderbilt played in the first half. I was watching some of that yesterday. I was like, they led it. I mean, but, man, it's just South Carolina's a really good team. And they, yeah. they sort of woke up. I think they kind of sleepwalked the first uh, half. Uh, they were at home. They knew they could just kick it into gear in the final 10, 12 minutes and run I, that. We're watching a star emerge too, and Colin Murray Boyles, well, that yeah. freshman. He is a he's a grown man already, and yeah. you know, I think he had thirty one yesterday. And yeah, yeah, I I turned that game on at at halftime. I was like, whoa, Vandy's up. Well, okay, yeah. man, maybe South Carolina's going to slip, and they boy, they didn't. They turned it on immediately in the second half. They I came was out gunning. Yeah, I was at a, a sports bar watching. Um, Kentucky. I wasn't there to watch them. It just mm-hmm. so happened, and a portion of the back part of the uh, 
the rest uh, restaurant had uh, there was Kentucky stuff up. There was like uh, flags, and then they had like the blue Kentucky with a K draped over a little tablecloth, and then there was like a Kentucky alum uh, table. They had a bunch of you know it was, they were nice folks, but man, when it was it I, I gotta say it was it was hysterical because. You know, I wasn't there necessarily to watch that. It was just one of the marquee games. And I'm telling you, a beautiful sight. They go from, they go on their little run in the second half, and they start going, K-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. And they're they're screaming it in the restaurant, or in the sports bar. And then... No manners, golly. No, and then Gonzaga just comes right back and takes it right away from them. (laughs) And Gonzaga's not a very good team this year. It's not a Mark Few tournament team like we've seen but boy they were just i mean the way they defended kentucky and kentucky wasn't able to i don't know to close it out that listen i thought when they made the run and came back i thought wow you know calipari's kind of really you know lit a fire in them what man i don't know i'm not saying i don't know if they'll recover from that but after getting humiliated by 10 you know by tennessee on their home court and then to have that happen gonzaga is gonzaga's hardly won anything away from uh their home court and for them to come over there on national television i mean it was just to me i listen i said it we talked about it last week my biggest fear is in this sport is that nate oates gets offered a huge sack of cash and goes to Kentucky. If he goes to Kentucky, you better watch out because they they genuinely care. And I was talking to one of the guys there yesterday, and he was like, "Man, he he named um, you know he named the guy at uh, Florida Atlantic, which I I don't yeah. think just logistically and demographics and all that. I don't think he maybe he would, but I think like you've been saying, probably the Indiana." And Indiana uh, may be looking for a coach too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't know you hung out at Applebee's. If, uh, if uh, that's where it wasn't, it wasn't Applebee's. <laughs> it, was, it was actually Double Dog. So, <laughs> okay. okay. Well, and it was okay. really, it was really fascinating when I walked in. I was like, I see all these Kentucky, and I went, Oh yeah, that's right. Kentucky's playing Gonzaga. Game's about to start, and I bet you there was at least 40, 40 to fifty Kentucky fans in there, and I mean. Wow, I was like, I was like, wow, they're really there's a there's a local Kentucky fan club here. I mean, I know they're you know they, but there was a, there was just one whole large table with about twenty people standing, and they were you know when they got the lead, it was like they were so annoying. They were like, that's right, baby, big blue nations coming back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're they're taking that loss hard, man. Yeah. I've got some friends who are Kentucky fran- fans, and they live up north, and they, uh, yep. yeah, they're done with Cal. I'm telling yeah. you. And, I mean, I, I I have to say, when you've got Rob Dillingham, who's you know you, right now probably your best player, he barely played in the second half. Don't understand that at all. Wow. I, I mean, went in foul trouble or no? I didn't, no, I didn't. They, they they say he can't defend. It's like nobody on that team can defend. Right. Why does that matter? Why does it's that like matter? At least have a weapon in there offensively, and he's one of the best they've got. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, Alabama, they're uh, this is this okay. So you you started this conversation off clone with the schedule. So now you know beat Texas A and M pretty much, pretty much need to kind of go on a win streak, and there's no reason that they shouldn't. You know we have Arkansas in Fayetteville. Now I know Arkansas won yesterday. 
Um, but at the same time, they're they're uh, a shell of them. Yeah, themselves. They're not. Good. And coming off of that lack of performance, I can guarantee you Tennessee's going right. to. That's one thing yeah. we know about Barnes teams. They don't. You go back and look. They don't have many losing streaks, right? Right. They only, you know. So, uh, so there's Arkansas. Then we have Vanderbilt at home next weekend. In Missouri. In Missouri. That's at Missouri, right? It's at Missouri, yeah. but Missouri is still winless. Yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of amazing how quickly they fell. Yeah. And then A and M back here, and you got to believe that we'll game, hammer them. That game I think will, we will hammer them. Up. And I think we'll be, yeah, I think we'll be jacked up for Auburn coming in here. Well, that's what I was going to say. At Alabama will be the one that I'll, I'll be concerned about. These next three or four games are critical. They yes. have to win these because the final four games are hard. Auburn at Alabama at South Carolina, and then you know say what you want, but Kentucky could be a tough game at the end. Yeah. Uh, yo, go ahead, Jake. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, you got this gauntlet here at the end of the year for Tennessee. But, I mean, Kentucky, jumping back to that real quick uh, before we get to the phones, you know, that this is the first time in the history since they played at Rupp Arena since 1976 they have lost three straight home games there. Yeah. I, yeah. That is absolutely that, insane. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see – what sort of attendance, what their attendance looks like moving forward for their home games? I, that's a, that is just. I mean, Billy G didn't even do that. No, <laughs> Billy Clyde Gillespie. I mean, um, the, the thing you, you just brought that up to, you know, um, Kentucky, Will Warren gave us a stat. Kentucky has as many home losses in their last three games as Tennessee does in the last three seasons. Wow. As far as home losses. Wow. So, Man, I'm telling you, I, I look. They will they will get it right though with a hire. You know they're oh, yeah. they're they're so tired of it. Look, enjoy this now, SEC Vol Nation, while they're down. Um, but again, and we'll get to the call next. Um, I, to Bob's point, take care of business, respond, be locked in against Arkansas, and I think we could very easily. I won't say very easily because A and M is going to come in here and, and want to pop us in the mouth. They were way more physical. I think we respond. I think we beat Arkansas. We're going to win Arkansas, Vanderbilt, at Missouri, A and M. I think we can really. I think you're going to see a, a an A plus performance, and then Auburn. Uh, my concern would be those last three games. Well, one, you know, I mean, obviously at Alabama, at South Carolina, and Kentucky here. Uh, you know, this that's a brutal little stretch right there. Playing, you know, when you look at, I mean, A&M here, not so much. I think, you know, they showed that they're a capable team, but uh, us getting them here. But really, that Auburn at Alabama, at South Carolina, and then Kentucky here, man, that is a that is a grind getting into. And, I again, I, I just hope, I hope that um, that our staff will will recognize that and, and let, you know, let the guys – I'm not saying give them off days and not practice. I'm just saying – Give them a little bit of a break. Know when to push buttons. Know when not to. Um, and and maybe we'll see a better better team, fresher team, uh, when it really counts. Because again, at the end of the day, we we all want a, an SEC regular season. But man, I I want to. I'm like you. I want to get back to the Elite Eight, and and at least be right there. I want to get to the Final Four. But hey, if if we we get beat by a, a really good team in that Elite Eight matchup, and we were close. I, you know, I don't think you'd come out of that with just piling on 
our our uh, our coaching staff and team. Uh, and again, a lot has to play out to get there. We'll see. Let's go ahead and uh, open up the phones, and uh, you can jump in as well. Eight six five five four six eighty two hundred. And we are talking Tennessee basketball right now. Welcome in. Uh, who we got? We got TB. TB, uh, UT basketball talk. What what are your thoughts, Titans Bill? Uh, uh, first of all, clone. Tennessee basketball I talk. Believe, I believe that sheep Basilio is probably crying in his coffee because look. Basilio thinks we are not our best our men's basketball team is not final four material. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're bringing something uh, to the table uh, regarding UT basketball because uh, uh, some other callers have been calling you out for your lack of uh, uh, existence or lack of uh, care about this University of Tennessee basketball program. So I'm glad to see you. Uh, what, are, what are your other thoughts on it? What do we got to do to turn it around, Titans Bill? First of, well, first of all, they need, they need to start, uh, I believe, Rick Barnes to start with a little tail picking. They don't really play hard in practice. Yeah. Titansville, what would you say if you were uh, if you were brought in? Uh, you you have obviously uh, a uh, uh, retired from the university and uh, a, you know a long uh, story. Uh, career over there working, and I, I'm sure you're connected with guys like Rick Barnes. What would you say if uh, if they'd gave, if they'd get he give you the opportunity to come and and speak to them, especially when they play A and M back here? I mean, they gotta they gotta protect their home court, right? What would you tell the team? The only thing I the only thing I could say right there, is I would just tell them we are. There you go. Titans Bill, why don't you try to get on a better line? Because uh, if you were giving a motivational speech to the to Barnes's group, I would certainly hope that you are doing it face-to-face because uh, that that um, that Skype or whatever you're on is just uh, – we're not, we're not able to hear but about one of every 12 words. Yeah, I feel like I'm hearing a motivational speech from Max Headroom or something. It's uh... – <laughs> <laughs> hey, try to get try to get a better signal, TB, and uh, call us back and uh, and um, and talk some UT basketball. I know that's what's on your mind today. Goodness. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get a break. Um, Titans Bill. Hey, look, Titans Bill normally doesn't come in and talk a lot about UT sports, and uh, I think we'll uh, we can maybe start calling him Tennessee Bill. Yeah, as I mean, he as he's you know, I'm not trying to bash him. It's just the phone connection thing's frustrating. It's got to be yeah. for him, man. It, yeah. All the times he calls, this happens a oh, lot. I mean, an A plus, like literally a Hall of Fame caller. Yeah, and brings so much content. But when we can only get one out of every twelve words, you know, I've offered to help. Yeah, yeah, I'll get him on a cheaper phone plan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, let's get our uh, final break of the first hour. Fleet Tire making it possible again. One Eleven East Woodland Avenue. Fleet Tire will take care of all of your tire needs. Great rebates. Uh, we'll give you more info on that uh, probably next week. And we are in the Super Bowl Sunday edition right here in Neutral Zone. We'll dive into some Super Bowl props, some Super Bowl talk, some Taylor Swift uh, 
what is it? National Taylor Swift Day. Bob, you, I know your wife's got to be. She's got to be happy. Is this going to be the uh, most anticipated uh, Super Bowl that she's oh, going to want to? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. She's uh, very interested in the game. She sure. has. I love her. Was she yeah. tracking her plane like where no. she was flying from Tokyo? No, she's actually she's actually more a fan of the Kelsey brothers yeah. than she is Taylor. She likes Taylor, but yeah. she's got like Kelsey earrings. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, oh, come on. Not, uh, when I say ear, they're not pictures of Travis. They're like right. number 87. 87, yeah. yeah. I got you. Hey, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive into more 87, more Chiefs, more San Francisco, more Super Bowl 58. Uh, your thoughts on the halftime? I don't know it hadn't happened yet, but uh, t- you know, deciding to go with Usher and uh, what was your best? Maybe even share the best Super Bowl. I'll give you mine on the other side. Best Super Bowl halftime show ever. I, there's there's two or three that I really really like. Um, we'll we'll break it down more on the other side. Come on back more on Fan Run Radio. When it's past high noon, it's time for a vodka soda made with a vodka you've actually heard of. I'm talking White Claw Vodka Soda made with White Claw Premium Vodka. J.B. Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. And you can too. Pick you up a bottle of the Triple Wave filtered vodka that's been distilled five times. White Claw Premium Vodka comes in four flavors. Black cherry, mango, pineapple, and just vodka. You haven't had vodka like this. No one has. White Claw Premium Vodka. Please drink response. eBay Motors here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it all at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You can live out your master chef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows. Get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at North Knox Siding and Windows. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia where your journey begins. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GainBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GainBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest. 
because it's investing your way. Get started today at gainbridge.io. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone. You got Clone here and me, Bob Baskerville, Jake Miller at the board. Um, hey, we uh, we had a call from Titans Bill, but we'd urge anybody to give us a call if you'd like. What's that number again? 865-546? 865-546-8200. There you go. Um, one of the things that I did want to come back and talk about for one more minute, maybe to put a bow before we go into the next hour about uh, Tennessee basketball, as painful as that is, is uh, there's been a lot of chatter in the past about the Barnes rotations. And I've got to say, after uh, last night, I, I, I'm, I'm on that train. Um, now, we were seeing uh, Jemai Meshack late in the game, but it took a while for him to get some meaningful minutes. And I, I do not understand that. Um, you know, Again, and I recognize on Wednesday night that Ganey had a nice game with 18 points against LSU, but if he's getting 22 minutes and, and Meshack's getting 17, to me there's a problem. I think that Jemai has always been, in my mind, viewed – as a matter of fact, we've talked about this. You see them huddle at the court before the game starts. It's always the starting five, and then Meshack's part of that huddle because I think he kind of considers himself a sixth starter. But last couple of games we're seeing his minutes – kind of on a decline which i don't quite get um so and i am happy to see awaka's getting more minutes although last night he got uh whew, that was a posterized moment for for tobe with that dude i mean he and i agree with you jake he hung on the rim a little long afterwards a little <laughs> yeah but uh but that was that was a grown man play too, uh, you know. Do it on Toby's saying something, but I I do worry a little bit about the rotations. And the other thing I would say, if I'm going to question what Barnes was doing, and we touched on this a little, was again, this has been a more up tempo team, averaging 80 points a game. I get that as a fan, I love seeing that a hell of a lot more than what we've seen in years past. But last night, you know, you're going to be in a rock fight with A&M, and I I would have been probably okay with them, particularly. At, at early going, when you could see that the way they they the, the Vols have typically played this season wasn't working, so maybe you make an adjustment and try not to keep going to that same playbook, and maybe um, just slow down the pace a little bit, make the possessions a little tougher. Um, we just got into a game where there were a lot of shots, a lot of long rebounds. Tennessee wasn't getting the long rebounds. A uh, and M was. Um, you know, it's easy to look back and you know the whole hindsight's 2020 thing, but I'm just trying to think about where things went wrong. And again, this is, this is a tough loss. Um, A&M's a good team kind of found their, their stride last night. Unfortunately it was against our guys, but, uh, and then the only other thing I'll say is we were talking about schedules. The upcoming schedule for Alabama is not, something I'm happy about <laughs> because they have a very, very favorable schedule coming up as far as I'm concerned. They're, 
you know, they are tied for first in the conference at nine and two. Um, their remaining games are at home against Texas A&M next Saturday. They have this uh, win. Yeah, they have this bye week scenario that Tennessee yeah. just went through a couple weeks ago. So they're off all week. They play Saturday at home against Texas A&M, followed by at home against Florida, then at Kentucky, and you never know what could happen there. Yeah. At Ole Miss should be a win. At home against Tennessee, which we know that's the one game in the remaining schedule for Tennessee I'm most worried about. Yes. At Florida and at home against Arkansas. I mean, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that they, A, only get one loss in all of those, and B, went out. It's very plausible. And there, so there you have it again. You have Alabama's, you know, hanging around at the very top of the conference, which really bums me out. Yeah, and you said they play Florida at home and at Florida? Correct. Yeah, and then the at Ole Miss could be the sneaky game in there with, you know, Beard will have them probably play more, you know, kind of physical street ball, uh, try to, you know, try to get under their skin a little bit. So, but yeah, I would, I would say, I think worst case scenario, um, they drop two of those. So I'm with you. I mean, uh, not surprised if they drop two, but I can't see more than two. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely, uh, looking at the, uh, I mean, again, the, the rest of, you know, the, uh, you know, the big, just the landscape across the top teams and, uh, you know, obviously, we, we talked about the, the top two teams. Uh, I, I think the three teams that probably, honestly, I think you can make an argument that UConn, Purdue, and Houston would have to have, like, just real collapses for them not to be on. I mean, honestly, UConn and Purdue could lose a couple of games and bow out in the their respective conference you know, tournaments, and I think they're still a really solid chance at getting a one seed. But I think Houston's not as much of a lock, but they're certainly, you know, they're Ken Palm, all that, quad wins, four wins, all that. Um, you know, they're they're still winning games like at Cincinnati. They're, they're winning games, um, you know, ranking uh, fifth. I tell you, the, the other team, and it, it didn't look good early, St. John's was putting it on Marquette. But Marquette is really starting to, they're really starting to uh, to ball out, and and we saw the potential of Arizona last night. Not a deep team by any stretch, but that you could put their top five, their starting five against anyone's. Man, that you don't go into Boulder and beat a Colorado team like that. I mean, they were definitely clicking on all cylinders, and uh, you know. Duke's right there, you know, in that lower portion of top ten. But still, I'm not – I don't feel like this is a Duke team that I'm I'm looking at in, in a bracket and going, yeah, this is a team that – now Carolina, yes. I think Carolina is one of those – I think you can put Carolina, Tennessee, Marquette. I think that Arizona group as that other potential, you know, number one. I just think with the schedule, the way it's laid out, I think Tennessee will wound up being a two when it's all said and done, and that's not look. That's not that's not tor- that's not terrible. That's actually still pretty strong. <laughs> I mean, strong. that's a healthy situation. Now, where you're seated, eh, you know, a lot of that matters. You don't want to be in UConn's. Um, frankly, I wouldn't want to be in Purdue's. Um, but you know, looking at it, uh, some other teams that might be. Uh, you know, I, again, I keep saying Illinois has the talent, but Michigan State. 
you know, pretty much handled them yesterday. But again, that's what have we been saying all year? Ranked teams, which is a little bit skewed, anyways. Uh, going on the road against a team like Michigan State. Michigan State was a slight favorite, and you know, so it's not a whole lot. I guess the biggest, probably the biggest. Well, other than the Tennessee game and the way Florida handled Auburn, I I actually thought Florida had a shot, uh, especially catching two and a half, three points, and the line kept dropping. Um, I'm just not a big fan of Auburn's guards, and I thought Florida, of course, Florida really balled out. I mean, they jumped on them early, up 16 at halftime. But the two biggest surprises to me of all of college basketball yesterday was the way Rutgers just manhandled Wisconsin and Tennessee getting beat the way they did. Yeah, Wisconsin, the part that bums me out there is that victory over Wisconsin starting to lose its value because mm. Wisconsin's lost four in a row. They're in a yeah. free fall. Uh, Illinois, another team Tennessee beat, took a loss yesterday to mm-hmm. another top 10 team going down against Michigan State, which, yep. yeah, that's that's kind of a common thread with Michigan State. They usually start getting it together in February, March, mm-hmm. although they got a lot of losses this year that it might be tough to overcome. But um, I – I think that um, you know I I, th- I think in terms of the two seeds too that you talk about, and they're not as good as they have been in previous years. But I just don't ever rule a Kansas team out. No, you know they're starting to get it back together again. They they you know they lost a couple. I don't know if it was consecutive, but they they lost a fair amount of conference games where they had like they were four and three in Big Twelve play, which is rare yeah. for them, and they seem to have gotten straightened out. And again, I I would love to see Tennessee get another shot at Kansas at yeah. some point, but um, the, their demise is uh, over overstated. They're always going to be around, in my opinion. Oh yeah. So. Yep. No question. Uh, you know it when you look at. Uh, you know, and I mentioned like Marquette, and Marquette was really struggling. And then the second half, man, they locked uh, they locked them up defensively. And Marquette has guards that can all create and can knock down free throws. And that is a winning recipe when you get into March. And their bigs just do enough defensively and alter shots and rebound. And you know, that's that's a little bit more what I'd like to say as we go into the uh, halftime break. Uh, we'll take that halftime break and then come out after the uh, Usher and Pitbull uh, performance. We'll uh, let me. I'm going to ask. I got, I'm going to throw something at you guys though, as far as uh, just looking at some futures, and I do want to get into that. But um, Marquette, that's the thing I was going to say on Marquette. Looking at them. They're sitting there right now seventh. When you look at some of the different Ken Palm rankings, uh, like their offensive efficiency is very high. Their defense sometimes is they go way up, and then they kind of they, they're kind of yo-yoing and everything. So that might be a little bit of a concern, but definitely some teams there. I almost look at it and I think, hey, look, to me, UConn looks like a team that it's going to take a lot to knock them off. And uh, we'll, we'll touch more on that. I think this might be a year that you see some twos and threes. Make a you know make those deep runs and and perhaps even you know you might see two or three number two seeds in the final four. It's it's just a pretty wide open after those top two teams. Hey, we'll break it down. We're also going to dive into some NFL, some Super Bowl Fifty Eight discussion. We'd love to hear from you if you want to call in eight six five five four six eighty two hundred, and we'd love to uh, hear your thoughts. Maybe your favorite Super Bowl 
party festivities, memories, all that good stuff, and who you think is going to win today. Bob Baskerville here to my side. Jake Miller will come back with more in the second half right here of Neutral Zone on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our 